Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the NBA DFS Today podcast by Sports Ethos. It's different every time. I don't know. Whatever the intro is. I'm your host, Keith Cork, and I am joined as I say much every Saturday by uh, my new friend here, Lee Schwartz. And Lee and I are going to break down a kind of a uh, unique here Sunday slate for you guys where we have nine games, Lee. But because of the start times, we actually have two different slates, according to, uh, you know, DraftKings. And I'm sure FanDuel's doing the same thing. I didn't have a chance to look over there just quite yet. But uh, we've got a four-game early game slate and a five-game late game slate. So we're going to break those both down for you. Uh, But first, let me go ahead and just run through real quickly all the uh, injury news we need to stay on top of for this early four-game slate, which is what we're going to hit first. So not too much uh, injury news here. Obviously, this is only stuff that's kind of new to me. Uh, And if I do miss something, you know, feel free to jump in, Lee. Uh, But I've got Paul George uh, still questionable with that hamstring. Just wanted to go ahead and and, uh, notate that. Kawhi Leonard also going to be questionable with that ankle. So we want to keep an eye on that. Luke Kennard. Uh, just included him because the Clippers are, are pretty uh, thin there in that backcourt uh, with him being questionable with that calf injury. Uh, we've also got Jimmy Butler likely out for this one. Looks like he's nearing a return, but uh, probably going to be out for this one. Tyler Hero also questionable uh, on that Miami Heat team with an ankle issue. Caleb Martin questionable with an illness. And Max Strews questionable with a shoulder issue. Uh, we also have Gabe Vincent questionable, too. I threw him on here because those are all Heat guys. So uh, Heat have just been absolutely decimated recently, just kind of like the Philadelphia 76ers. And uh, seems to be the case again here. And then we've, of course, got uh, Clint Capella here questionable with a dental issue. Uh, I have to lean that he's going to play because I, re- I thought he was going to play last game, Lee, and he didn't. So, uh, But obviously, if he doesn't play, we've got our eyes on a very specific guy, which I'm sure we'll hit on. But any uh, injury news that I kind of skipped over here that you saw? You nailed it. Even the Capella piece, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. I had him in my lineups on Friday right before he got scratched. And then yeah. uh, so I, I expect that if he just about played Friday, he'll play tonight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay to go. But let's go ahead and start. Um, you know, we can pretty much hit all of these games since there's only four of them. So let's just start. Uh, first one on my list here, probably not. Uh, I don't have them probably in the in the order of start time. But Golden State Warriors and Minnesota Timberwolves. I do have some interest in this game here, uh, Lee. I think maybe my favorite spend up on the whole slate here. Uh, for this early slate has got to be Steph Curry at 10-5. Just seeing him compared to the price of some other guys, you know, you've got your Kevin Durant and stuff like that out there. Um, But, I I mean, I feel like this is a really fair price for uh, Steph Curry. Is he your favorite spend-up on the slate, or is there somebody else you you, you got your eyes on more so? I wouldn't say he's my favorite spend-up on the slate, but I think there's some good plays on Golden State. Uh, I like Andrew Wiggins, 6,400. He's got eight steals in three games. Averaging about 50 fantasy points a game the last few games. So uh, I also don't like Draymond Green or Looney tonight. I think going up against Towns and Gobert is yeah takes away all the rebounds, and they're not great rebounders to begin with. So Clay is uh, okay at 6K, which even rhymes, but it's uh, <laughs> he's always you know kind of a hit or miss guy, kind of a boomer bust guy to have in your team. But certainly uh, never anything wrong with putting Curry in your lineup. Yeah. <laughs> Against the Timberwolves team that's scoring a lot of points, giving up a lot of points. Yeah, exactly. That's my thinking there is that, you know, it's going to be a game that's going to be a lot of points scored. Um, I'm not into – well, I am kind of into uh, Kevin Durant, but just 11K is just that 500 or more. I mean, Portland's a good, you know, matchup for him. We'll talk about that in a minute here. But uh, Trey Young, I'm not super into that Miami-Atlanta game because I just think Miami's got so many bodies out. It might end up being a blowout. So I want to kind of minimize my exposure there. So, you know, I'm looking at these higher-priced guys. He's just the one guy that sticks out to me. So that's the only guy I've actually got on my – 
list for, from Golden State. I do have some interest on the other side of the ball. You already mentioned one of them. Rudy Gobert, 6'6". Six, six. I mean, his price still remains to be uh, you know, pretty reasonable, and he's been scoring 45-ish DK points the last two games uh, and had the same price tag. And, you know, he's going against the Warriors, obviously, who, like you said, they have centers there. They've got Kevon Looney. They've got Draymond Green. They've got people that play the center position, but they're not center. You know, they're not centers. They're not true centers. And so I think this is an opportunity, uh, again, for Gobert to have a pretty decent game. Uh, I like him a little bit better when he's going against more dominant big men where he has to play defense against them because that's really his specialty and it keeps him on the floor. Uh, but I still think this is a pretty good matchup here for him at 6-6. So I, I would have some exposure to him, not a whole lot. And I also like on the uh, Wolves side, I like Jaden McDaniels at 4-5. He's going to be out there for defense against this Warriors team. He had a bad game in the last one, so a lot of people are going to be off of him. So I'm hoping his ownership is going to be low. But 4-5 uh, for a guy that's been putting up you know, 25 to 30 DK points pretty much on the regular. Uh, I think that's a pretty good price tag for him. Uh, do you have any interest in these Wolves or anyone else? Well, I think even if you look at the whole Wolves lineup, it's kind of an indication of how their season's going. When you look at them face value, they all seem cheap. You know, Cat seems low. Anthony Edwards seems low-priced. And to me, Gobert at 6,600 is a lock in my lineups. I think he's he'll get, he's worth 6,600 just for his rebounds alone. So, you know, him and then the only real value piece I see on either one of these teams in this game is probably slow-mo. I'm not a big slow-mo fan, but at 3,900, he's probably worth throwing in a lineup here and there. Yeah, that is, uh, that is a really low uh, price tag for him. I didn't see that. <laughs> Look at that again. Uh, but anyways, let's move on. Let's go to the Atlanta Hawks and Miami Heat game. Uh, you know, I wouldn't – this is a kind of an interesting one because Miami's got, as I said, so many bodies out. I feel like Atlanta's going to just take it to them. But I still do have some interest in DeJounte Murray on the Atlanta side because he's 8'9". He's under 9K. Uh, just had a really, really big game. He had kind of a slump of, of about four or five games where he wasn't really putting up big numbers. Uh, but he just did. And, you know, again, so many people out with this Miami squad. I could see him having a pretty decent game at 8'9". I think he can still put up enough value for you in three quarters, even if this is a blowout that, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to have some exposure to him. Am I crazy or, uh, you know, would you like some of DeJounte Murray too? Yeah, honestly, I have a rule for the Atlanta Hawks players. It's trust all the guards and don't trust any of the <laughs> front court. Yeah, uh, Capello is a good example. The other night was supposed to play and didn't. And then when he didn't play, you thought Collins and Okongwu would have big nights, and they didn't either. Yeah. So I I tend to fade Collins and Okongwu most times. Uh, Capella, even if he's back at 6,500, is a good price, but he's going up against Bam, so we'll see how that goes. But to me, Trey Young and Murray are fine plays any slate. Yeah. And uh, the only real value I see is maybe A.J. Griffin. He's only 3,800. Yeah. I do have uh, A.J. Griffin on my list also, 3,800. Yeah, he's been turning it on recently. Uh, young guy. They've got a lot of hope in this guy. Playing him a lot of minutes. Um, so Akongu, let me go back to Akongu because that's a good point. I do want to bring that up here. Uh, Lee, bring up a good guy to, to, to talk about here. I think a lot of people get carried away with Akongu. Because for season-long fantasy, he is a stud. He is a good guy to have. He's got good field through free throw percentage for a big man. He puts up blocks and, and rebounds. He puts up insane field goal percentage. So, um, you know, it's it's important for you when if you play both those things, which a lot of people that play DFS, DFS do play fantasy long, that you separate those. You compartmentalize those. So, Akangu is great for season-long DFS. Not so much. He hasn't really put up a big line 
ever in his career. So I'm not like super bullish on him. But I will say, though, that, you know, I do have a Kongu on my list. Uh, if Capella is out, I'm going to have some of him. I think this could be a perfect storm of a matchup here because if we're going to have on the Miami Heat side, if Bam plays and, you know, none of the other Miami Heat do, we're going to get a lot of Bam usage. So, you know, maybe he gets some extra blocks, some extra rebounds because of his ability to uh, guard that basketball. He's going to be probably playing defense on Bam. So I do have some interest in Kongu here. But, yeah, I think it's a good point to, you know, say that, you know, you don't necessarily have to have him as a lock in your lineups. Um, but I think, but speaking of Bam Adebayo at 8,300, 8, if everyone else is out, I think I got to have some Bam in my lineups because he's only, you know, he put up about 55 DK points in the last one. Um, here, he gets he, a pretty good matchup, even though Okongwu and Capella are pretty good defensively. I think he still has a chance to have a pretty good game, right? Yeah, honestly, uh, I'm a big proponent of looking for guys with five times value. That's kind of my benchmark for DK lineups. And Bam has hit five times value his last three games. Certainly he's got a little uh, burst since uh, Butler's been out. But even better than Bam, Kyle Lowry has been mm-hmm. outstanding without Butler in the lineup. He's averaging 45 fantasy points the last five games. It's about six times his 7,400 price. So uh, real happy with him. Uh, Caleb Martin's been a good start when Butler's been out. Mm-hmm. He's at 5,900 tonight. And then the only other real value play I see on Miami is Gabe Vincent. And only because yeah. really, he's 3,200. I still don't have a lot of faith in him. But at that price, worth yeah. a dart throw once in a while. I'd say if he does play, that's a steal, especially if those other guys don't. we got to keep our eyes on those uh, injury news, though, obviously, because we have like five guys that are questionable. So uh, moving on, though, Portland Trailblazers and the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, I do have some interest here in this game. I've got interest in uh, Anthony Simons at 7,800. Just put up a, a you know a big game. Has the ability to do that. Brooklyn Nets are not good at guarding the guard position. So I think this is another good matchup for him. I've also got interest on the uh, Portland side and Josh Hart at 6,200. I think he's a guy, you know, you're talking about, when, you know, for me, when it's a guy – you know, verging on 7K value, which, you know, he's kind of far from there, but he's basically there. Uh, you, you Like you said, you want to get about 5X value, and you can't really accept anything less than that. But I think he's pretty much a lock to get that 5X value here at 6,200. So uh, so I like those guys on the Portland side. Is there anybody else you like on the Portland side? You know, really all four, all four of the main starters, Simons, Grant, Nurkic, Josh Hart, all great plays, I think, tonight. The only thing about I'm a little worried about is that they are all – since uh, Dame has been out, they've all been playing about 35 or more minutes per game. And then mm-hmm. Friday night, they played 45 minutes a game because of the overtime. Mm-hmm. They've yeah, all got yeah. a lot of minutes on them right now. They did have a day off in between, but I'm a little worried what that lineup might look like for Sunday's slate. So the only value part I see is Justice Winslow, who's been a value play, seems like, all year long so far. Uh, 4,300, though, he's got a left ankle sprain, so make sure he starts. But I do think if if one of those other guys is, uh, don't play and we're I think Nurkic is, or excuse me, uh, uh, Winslow's going to start, and I think he'll have a decent game if he does. Yeah, good point there. And, uh, you know, I mentioned Kevin Durant in the opening there a little bit. I think you're going to play him at 11,000 in this game. I think that's totally legit. I think he's going to probably have lower ownership because he is the highest priced guy in the slate. Uh, and I think a lot of people, there's a lot of guys that are, you know, seven, eight, nine thousand that we want to fit into our lineup. So I think he's going to have. 
Uh, not very many people on him. So, you know, I can't blame you for playing Kevin Durant here. I probably won't have him in any or or have my lineups or maybe just one or two. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think he's always a fine play. Uh, but on the Brooklyn side, I have a whole lot of interest in a couple of guys that are lower priced here. I've got a whole lot of interest in Royce O'Neal at 5,500. I've been watching a lot of Brooklyn Nets actually recently because I've got to, <laughs> I've got to bet with my brother that Kevin Durant's going to have more MVP votes than, uh, than Joel Embiid. Uh, don't ask, long story. Anyways, I've been watching a lot of Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Royce O'Neal's been playing basically point guard for them, you know, whenever he's on the floor. That's why you see his assists being in the six, seven, eight range in a lot of those games. And that's really buoying his value. Um, so as long as he gets that, you know, nice, you know, six, seven, eight assists and he gets his good eight, nine, 10 points, uh, he's pretty much going to hit value for you, for you here, guaranteed at 5,500 with a bit of a ceiling too. Uh, you know, he, he can go off and, and have a really good game as well. So uh, I really, really like Royce O'Neal at 5,500, and I really, really like Seth Curry also at 4,200. He's a guy, uh, you know, the Nets are really going to be dependent on his shot to space that floor for him, and uh, we've seen how important he is in these games. You know, again, I've been watching these, and every time he's in the game, it just there's just a difference when he's in the game over when Joe Harris is in the game. So uh, I like both of those guys on the Brooklyn Nets side. Who do you like? Yeah, well, first I took a look at Kyrie. Kyrie's price is down to 9,200, but he's only averaging about 30 fantasy points a game. And for me, three times value I can get anywhere. So not looking at Kyrie at all. Claxton at 5,700, I like a lot, but I always like Claxton. I think he's a budding star. I think it's just a matter of time. Uh, his price is going to continue to climb. Simmons seems like he's back to being a star at 7,100. Mm-hmm. I think I told said at the last pod we did, uh, the guy's a 20-10-10 game ready to happen. And mm-hmm. – uh, He's coming close to that some nights already now. So, yeah. and then the only value I had for Brooklyn was also Seth Curry at 4,200. He's he's hitting about 25 fantasy points a night, which is just a nice value at least for a for kind of the last guy in your roster. Yeah, all those guys are like four. You know, it's only a four game slate, so there's not many of those guys. But the guys that are like four to four, four or five. You know, he's kind of the safest option there. So, uh, all right, moving on. LA Clippers, the last game on the slate here. LA Clippers and the Indiana Pacers. Uh, on the LA Clippers side, I've got, I don't have any interest in the Indiana Pacers side. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, you know, if you want to play Halliburton, go for it. That's fine. I think I have more interest. I'd rather play Curry and just spend that extra thousand. But, uh, but I've got some interest in the Clippers side, especially if, you know, Paul George, Kawhi are out. You have to have some of these Clippers here. So, uh, I got Marcus Moore senior as kind of my lead play here at 5,400. Uh, his price actually went down, I believe from the last thing, which is kind of surprising to me because, uh, it, it was a blowout. He ended up sitting left for the fourth quarter. Uh, they got blown out. You know, it is what it is. I'm expecting him to keep this at least close with the United Pacers, if not, you know, win this game. So, uh, you know, 5,400, I think, is a fair price here for a guy that's probably going to get 14, 15 shots up. And hopefully he just connects on those. And he still gets rebounds at a pretty good rate, too. So I think he's a pretty safe play as well. Yeah, I don't have a lot of interest in the Clippers at all either. I think uh, with Paul George being out, even with Paul George being out, we're not – finding the value that we would find from the backups very often. You know, Terrence, uh, Terrence Mann has been a nice play, averaging about 28 fantasy points per game at 4,000. But to me, Norman Powell, you just can't trust day-to-day. And even Zubats, as, as high as we started and as consistency was for about 10 games, has been very inconsistent the last 10. Yeah, uh, I agree with you there. And uh, Terrence Mann, I know you mentioned before, I've got him here 4K uh, on my list as well, but – um, he, sometimes he just disappears, and sometimes he just does not have the usage that you're hoping he will have, even with Kawhi and PG out. So uh, risky plays, a little bit of risky plays. Um, do you have any interest on the Indiana side? 
Well, I think uh, Buddy Hield and Halliburton are always good, safe plays for the most part, uh, but it's always hard to guess when their boom games might happen. I do like Miles Turner at 7,300. He's averaging about 39 fantasy points per game this year. And about for the first time in Miles Turner's career, you can actually count on him day to day. You know, he's always been just like a, like almost like a Mitchell Robinson boomer bust every night. It's either 35 fantasy points or 10. And now it seems like Miles Turner has actually become a consistent center. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure he'll burn me for that, saying that, <laughs> but we'll see how it goes next time. He's keeping a lot of my uh, uh, a few of my season-long fantasy teams alive, but yeah, he's having a really good season so far. Um, that's it though. That's the, that's it for the first four game slate there. Uh, and you know what, guys, I do want to tell you here. I just want to take a break here. We're doing two slates for you. The least you can do for me is go check out the DFS pass at sportsethos.com. Just go check it out. You don't even have to buy it, uh, but you should. I mean, it's only $4.99 a month. It is absolutely cheap. Uh, get you access to Lee. Get you access access to me. Get you access to right. Res- Oh my gosh, Ramiz, who was on the last podcast, uh, all the all the professionals that are over there that are you know giving these calls, um, you know we know our stuff. Um, you know if you're somebody that's just casual plays every once in a while, we have the information here that's going to help you build a better lineup than you would do just by yourself. So uh, go get that, uh, get in the Discord, talk to us. We are always there up till tip, and we want to you know help you guys as these uh, late breaking news things are happening. So uh, go get that DFS pass, sportsethos.com. But well, we are going to break down the second game, second slate here, a five-game slate, a later game slate. And we do have some more injury news here. Joel Embiid remains out. Uh, Jason Tatum, which is a big one, he's going to be out for this one. Uh, Jalen Brunson, questionable with a quad injury, so we got to keep our eye on that. Cam Reddish, Cam Reddish is also questionable. I threw him in there, too, just because there's a, a few guys I'm interested in at the end of the Knicks roster there. Uh, Jaden Ivey, questionable with a knee injury still. Uh, Bojan Bogdanovic, also questionable now with knee and ankle soreness. Sadiq Bey, questionable with an ankle issue. So those are three guys that can score the basketball in Detroit that are all maybe going to be out. So we got to keep our eye on that. Jared Allen, questionable with a hip issue. And Kevin Love is out. Lamar Stevens, also out. So you can look at guys. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. We can look at some guys there. Uh, Middleton is nearing a return. Probably not going to play in this one. Questionable right now. Uh, but he is nearing a return, so if he does play, we can start to fade some of those guys who have played in Milwaukee, uh, like a, a Grayson Allen or whatever, but uh, we'll, we'll see about that. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr., questionable. He's got plantar fasciitis, guys. I've been telling you, this is not good, not for a center. Uh, I would guess he's probably more towards the doubtful side, which is really unfortunate for a lot of my season-long teams, but it is what it is. You know, He's, uh, he's a big guy. He's suffering with foot injuries. Uh, it happens. It's just something that happens. Uh, Jalen Suggs, also on those Orlando Magic team, questionable, which is interesting because Marco Fultz has been upgraded to questionable. I'm not playing Fultz, but there are some guys we can look at there. Uh, Monty Morris, also questionable for the Wizards, and you know I've been on this, pretty much the same guys uh, for the, for that, but uh, we'll see. Uh, any other big injury news that I, that I missed there, Lee? I think I, I hit it all. I think I got it all. I think you hit it all. I think the uh, Tatum news and the, and the Cleveland Center's news is probably the biggest part of the slate. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously, let's just start with that. So, Boston, I mean, I'm locking in Jalen Brown, 8,500. Uh, I don't think there's any rhyme or reason to – I mean, if you want to be super contrarian, maybe Jalen Brown puts up a stinker and then you're going to beat 80% of the field. You know, go for it. That's a huge risk, though. Uh, Jalen Brown has to be a lock in your lineups, right, 8,500? I think you'll probably see him in the DFS delivery as the lock of the day. So <laughs> right. <laughs> we, we 100% agree on that. I think as, as soon as – Boston's the highest scoring team in the NBA so far. Yeah. 
Tatum out makes to me Jalen Brown an immediate lock for mm-hmm. And Washington does slow the pace down a bit, so uh, not exactly the best matchup, but uh, still, I mean, there's no Tatum, so yeah, I think he's a lock for me. Uh, I actually have no other interest though in this Boston Washington game. I, I feel like I'm so I'm like I'm really mean to Washington Wizards fans. I'm not. I just I really have no interest in these guys. So all the Wizards guys are all like priced, you know, eighty three to eighty one hundred. I don't like any of those guys against Boston. But there's no way. Uh, on the I mean, on the Boston side, I think you know without Jason Tatum, there's probably a few of the role players you can look at. But like honestly, I'm locking in Jalen Brown, and I don't don't really want to stack this game. So uh, do you have any other interest in any of the games here? Well, guys? I feel like I mean Horford and is okay. Uh, Marcus Smart I do like only because he's when it, whenever he goes up against weak guards or kind of sloppy guards, he puts up some steals and blocks. You know, and at uh, 5,800, he might be a good start, especially, again, with Tatum out as well. Uh, I, I do like Beal, Porzingis, Kuzma. They're all, again, just nice guys to pop in if, it fit, if the price fits. But Denny Advia. Ad- he, uh, to me, is at 4,800. He's had three solid games in a row. He's really only had one dud in the last 10 games. Take a look at his fantasy numbers, his game log, and he's becoming both a great season-long player and a good uh, DFS player. You know, and certainly some of his minutes are, are dependent on other guys being out. Mm. But even if he was playing five or ten less minutes a game, he's probably a worthwhile start most nights. Yeah. Yeah, he's been playing well. There's no doubt about that. I'm just um, it, what it struggles with, what I struggle with whenever uh, a team's playing Boston is that uh, they're playing Boston. <laughs> so you know it is a tough matchup. But no, I, I agree with you though. I think it is a, a worthwhile guy to look at for sure. Um, all right, moving on though. Philadelphia 76ers versus the Orlando Magic. I got some interest in this game for sure, especially with no Joel Embiid still. I've still got Shake Milton on my list, 6,600. Probably probably my top guy in the Philadelphia 76ers. He's just absolutely killing it. This guy's a walking bucket. It surprised me to see him just completely out of lineup to start the season. Uh, But, you know, now he's doing what he does best, and he's scoring the basketball, assisting at a pretty high rate, uh, grabbing boards too. He's a pretty big guard, honestly. So, uh, so yeah, Shake Milton 6600. I like it. I also like some Tobias Harris at 7700. He just torched this Orlando team. Uh, they just played, and I have no reason to believe he can't do it again. You know, the, the fact that he's going to get all this usage without Joel Embiid. So, uh, do you like those guys, or do you have any other guys in Philadelphia you like? Yeah, you know, I guess I I didn't see the Embiid was out news until a little bit later. In fact, the funny thing is, I the way I figured it out was is that. Uh, Orlando was actually favored by three points in this game. I couldn't figure yeah. out why. <laughs> so that made yeah, sense. he's got a Q next to him on, on drafting. So be wary of that. He has already been ruled out. So just be wary of that. <laughs> yeah, but like you said, the two guards, Milton and Melton, uh, um, both have been amazing of late with the starters out. You know, 7,600 Melton is priced about right. But Milton is still 6,600. He's averaged 50 fantasy points a game the last two games. He's playing even better than Melton and, frankly, looking very Harden-like. And you look at his stat line at the end of the day. I do like Tobias Harris, 7,700, although I this is you know one of those things you should never let enter into your thinking when you're doing DFS lineups. But Tobias Harris seems to have a, a game log of a good game, bad game, good game, bad game. Yeah. <laughs> We're get him on the off nights. So. <laughs> It is hard. It is hard because sometimes, you know, you have to have blinders on because you can't look and be like, oh, man, I'm seeing this pattern because you know what? Even though it exists on paper, it, it might not exist uh, in real life. He, I, I think he's going to have an OK game against a pretty weak Orlando defense, but we'll, we'll see. Maybe he does it. Maybe he, he keeps that thread alive. Um, 
But, yeah, Melton is a good guy to bring up, though, because, yeah, with Melton, I loved him when he was, like, in the 4,000 range, you know, 5,000 range. But uh, at this point, it's like, you know, he again, it's another guy where it's, like, season long. He puts up steals and blocks at a very high rate. But for DFS, it doesn't really help us a whole lot. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm more so on Milton for sure. On the other side of the ball, though, for Orlando, as long as Wendell Carter Jr. is out, I do have some interest in, in Bull Bull at 7,200. You know, no Joel Embiid on the other side. They've got Paul Reed, who... Has played pretty well, but he also has a propensity to foul a whole lot. Uh, and then they've got Matrez Harrell, who does not play defense. I mean, that's one of the reasons he doesn't get a whole lot of minutes anymore in the NBA. He scores and gets rebounds, but he just he's, he's got a lot of holes in this game. So uh, I do like some bull bullets, 7,200. I've also got a lot of interest in a guy that uh, – in R.J. Hampton at 3,400. So I mentioned – Suggs is questionable, and Markel Fultz is also questionable. As long as Suggs doesn't play, I think R.J. Hampton is a very solid play at 3,400. Because uh, even if Markel Fultz does play, do we really think he's going to come, you know, come back from a, I believe it was a foot injury, and play, you know, 30 minutes in the first game back? I just don't see that happening, rightly. Yeah, honestly, you know, Orlando's five and 14 coming into this game, and I originally thought it might be a blowout with Embiid playing. Them beat out, it might actually be a closer game. Yeah. But one yeah. thing you run into is that Orlando, the front court forwards and centers have all missed enough time where they've all gotten a decent amount of playing time, and they all went from being four thousand dollar players to five thousand dollar players, and now they're all priced over five thousand. So there's not a lot of value in that Orlando front court like there was earlier this year. Also, the Sixers and Magic are the 26th and 28th ranked teams in NBA scoring. It's going to be a slow pace game with a low score. Yeah. Uh, the only one I would really make an exception for, I'm really going to fade everybody, but maybe Bull Bull, as you mentioned, at 7,200, he still has some pretty good value. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, yeah, I feel like I have a better grip, to be honest with you guys, on the early slate than I do the later slate. I have less guys probably on my later slate, despite the fact there's one more game. So there you go. Uh, just take that for what it's worth. Uh, all right, New York Knicks and Memphis Grizzlies. I have some interest on the Knicks side, especially uh, this, these are all considering if Brunson's out. Uh, if Brunson is out, I do like some Julius Randle at 8,100. I think he's going to be the distributor again for that team. We saw he did uh, two seasons ago in that role. And this is a Memphis Grizzlies team that, um, you know, gives up a lot of points. You know, they, they have a pretty high pace of play. John Morant likes to get out and, and dunk the basketball, which, you know, leads to a lot of, uh, you know, the, the other team coming in and inbounding it and going the other way. So I like some Julius Randle at 8,100. I also like some Quentin Grimes at 4,100. But again, this is only if Brunson is out. And to be honest with you guys, I don't have a whole lot of interest at all in these guys. It's just that I'm probably going to have a few shares of them. So any interest in this New York Knicks and Memphis Grizzlies game? Yeah, maybe a little more than you do. I do like Quentin Grimes at 4,100, even if uh, Brunson plays. He's been not lighting it up, but he's been scoring 20-plus fantasy points per game every night. Uh, I think a lot of that was just the fact that Reddish has been out. Yeah, Reddish is out, right. So then, uh, you know, R.J. Barrett, since Reddish has been out, has been – Lighting it up pretty well, too. Uh, then uh, quickly, 5,000, not a bad play. Uh, also, Mitchell Robinson, 4,700. He came back last night. He only played 23, 23 minutes before he fouled out, but he scored 25 <laughs> fantasy points in those 23 minutes. Yeah. So you know, him coming back kind of lowers his value and Hartenstein's, but I do like Robinson at this low price tag. Fair enough, yeah. Uh, yeah, I haven't. Uh, I forgot that Robinson was back, so that's a good point. I might have to look at him again because he does have the ability to put up uh, blocks, rebounds, and things like that pretty, uh, pretty, hev- pretty heavily here. So that's a good point. Um, but we're gonna move on here to Milwaukee Bucks and Dallas Mavericks game, which I have a little bit more interest in here. 
And I've got interest in both sides of the ball, but uh, there's two guys here. I think they're just priced too low. So on the Milwaukee side, I have Drew Holiday at 7,000. I just think this is a, you know, I see I see your reaction there. So obviously you saw the same thing. This is a huge price cut. He got, you know, basically cut down $1,000 for no reason. Uh, I don't know why. Maybe people aren't rostering him. I'm not sure. Uh, but, you know, I would take it and run because this is a game that's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a competitive one. And we see what Drew Holiday does. I actually took a look at some of his box scores from last season when they played the Dallas Mavericks, and they were pretty good, uh, you know, scoring 24 points in one of them. He had uh, quite a few steals, obviously, because you have Luka Doncic, who is a very high usage player, and he's a very good defensive player. So uh, I think this is a – I wouldn't call it a sneaky play. I think a lot of people will be on him because of the price cut. But I think it's a really, really solid play at 7K. What do you think? Actually, other than uh, Jalen Brown, I would say Drew Holiday is my second lock of the day, uh, lock of the slate anyway. It's 7,000. I mean, I think this is going to be the Giannis versus Luka show. I think they're both going to go for 50 points. And I think Drew Holiday is going to be dishing Giannis a lot of those buckets he's going to get, not to mention he's going to be dominating that weak Dallas backcourt. So I think I, I see a big night for Drew. Uh, I do like Brooke Lopez and Bobby Portis to some extent. I think Javon Carter maybe comes crashing back to earth a little bit. Uh, Pat Connaughton is back, which kind of keeps Grayson, Grayson Allen's value down. But at 4,600, he's still hitting five times value most nights. But I really, like I said, I think this is the Honest Lucas show. I think it's, they're going to both go for 50, and, and uh, everybody else picks up scraps. But I think Drew Holiday is going to have a lot of scraps to pick up. So you get, are you getting Giannis and Luca in your lineups? Let me ask you that. Some lineups, not all. Yeah. I still struggle because I have, you know, with uh, Jalen Brown and with uh, Drew Holiday both being, you know, seven, eight, nine thousand dollar players, it's tough to really put those ten and eleven and twelve thousand dollar guys in your lineup and then still uh, come up with some good value plays. A lot of it depends, you know, like like this is we're a little long ways from lock right now. So yeah. they to lock lineups come in, all of a sudden guys are not playing and backups are in that are cheap. You know, that's yeah. where the value comes in on these Sunday slates, especially. So yeah. right now, my lineups probably don't have a lot of the of the two or of the four or five, you know, $10,000 plus guys. But I bet you when we get closer to lock, I'll have a lot more. Well, I've got a lot of guys I'm looking right now, you know, 4,000 or so and under. So I'm thinking that uh, I'm probably going to end up with one of those guys. I'm just thinking which guy it's going to be because I know uh, I believe it's Luca that's the higher, higher priced one, if I'm correct here. Let me see. Yeah, here. I'm sorry. 12,700. 12, that's a, such a hefty price tag. That's why I was like, man. But twelve and twelve four is hefty too. Um, but yeah, like you said, I think this is going to be a shootout between these two teams. Um, I don't know. I guess it's whoever I fit in my lineup because they do a different position. So it's whoever I can get in there. I think they're both pretty good plays. So, uh, but anyways, on the uh, other side of the basketball in Dallas, my favorite, one of my favorite plays probably on the entire slate here so far, Lee is Maxi Kleba at 3100 I think he's underpriced because of this because of the injury um you know people weren't obviously rostering him and he doesn't have a huge ceiling like I'm not going to say he's going to drop you know 30 DK points it's not going to happen but he's going to give you a solid 20 like he's pretty consistent as far as that goes he hits threes he gets rebounds um you know he puts up a clunker every now and then but for the most part I think at 3-1 I think this is a guy I'm going to have in a lot of my lineups yeah, he's not a bad value play. He's certainly a 3-1. Like you said, he's definitely worth a dart throw in a few lineups here and there. You know, other than, you know, Don, Luca's averaging 34 all by himself. The team's only averaging 109. That tells you a lot about the rest of the team. So, you know, I don't think uh, 
he's he's averaging 63 fantasy points per game. So even at 12,700, he's still hitting five times value almost every night. So, but like we talked about, if you're going to play Luca, who are you not going to play instead? And you know, at that 12-7 price, you can probably get two good players as opposed to one great player in your lineup. Dinwiddie's a good start on most nights, but not against the Bucks defense. Uh, yeah. Same with Christian Wood. I just don't feel good about playing him against you know, the Portis and the centers uh, uh, for the Bucks, And then mm. uh, the value play I see may be Hardaway Jr. at 4,000, but honestly, I probably wouldn't play any of the value plays in this game. And here we go. This is the game where we have probably the most information already, and I probably have the most interest in the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Detroit Pistons. Uh, on paper, not a good matchup. Uh, I think Cleveland wins this handily. I think it's going to be a blowout. I actually was already considering, or maybe I already did put the bet in of, of a minus seven. It's only minus seven for the spread for Cleveland. Uh, I think they're gonna they're gonna hit that really easily. But uh, but we'll see what happens there. But uh, I do have some interest in this game because a you know on the Cleveland side, like you said, they've got injuries in Kevin Love, uh, Lamar Stevens, and uh, we've got a questionable tag on Jared Allen. So got to keep an eye on that. But on the Detroit side, we've got a lot of injuries as well. So there's just a lot of value guys on in this game that I have some interest in. And so on the Cleveland side, I've got a lot, I got some interest in, in Jetty Osmond at 4,300. Uh, Going to get some minutes. Anytime there's an injury on the Cleveland Cavaliers, especially like it's a Kevin Love type, uh, he's going to get 25 minutes or so. Uh, what's he going to do with those minutes? We never really know. Uh, sometimes he can absolutely crap the bed. Uh, and that is something you got to be wary of. So at 4,300, I do like him. I don't love him. One guy I do love, though, uh, on the Cleveland side is Dean Wade at 3,800. Uh, just put up 30 DK points in their last one. But, you know, this is a guy, in a, you know, a lot of people see this guy and say, you know, oh, he's he's not very good. But he's a very consistent player. I've watched him uh, quite a bit, actually. I have him on a few Dynasty teams. And so I've watched him quite a bit. And uh, he is good for, I mean, as long as he's getting the 35 or so minutes that he's good, probably going to get in this game without Kevin Love or Lamar Stevens and maybe not Jaron Allen, uh, then I think he's going to go ahead and hit that, you know, 2025 dk points for you so it's just a solid uh just you know guy that's going to give you the value you're looking for at that price tag for me yeah and uh i think the like you said if, if your expectation is 2025 i think that's very realistic i think i might be the last one i know on the dean wade bandwagon so uh, <laughs> i probably not the best most uh objective person to, to evaluate him but I think you look at who's going to start, and if Jared Allen's going to play, it's a totally different lineup than any, if, he, if he's not. If Jared Allen is out, is Kevin Love playing? Because normally he'd be a must-play if Allen was sitting, but he's got a broken thumb of his own. So who does that leave at center? Probably Evan Mobley and Robin Lopez. And Robin Lopez, even when he's getting minutes, isn't scoring at all. Yeah. You know, Evan Mobley is, is great, but he's very much reliant on blocks and steals, and mm-hmm. so uh, he's not the most uh, – uh, consistent play day to day. Garland's been good, but he's eighty nine hundred dollars. Good chance he'll be low owned at least at that price. And you know Donovan Mitchell's been on fire all year. Solid play even at ninety two hundred. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you can get those those Cleveland guys, but you know, like I said, I think the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to win this by like oh gosh, I don't know, fifteen twenty points. I think it's going to be a pretty pretty handy victory for them. So uh, you know, maybe those guys don't get the fourth quarter minutes. That's my only concern there. But I think they're fine either, either way. Uh, on the other side of the ball in Detroit, also as I said, you know, lots of guys out there. No Bojan. No, well, we don't know yet, but Bojan's questionable. Bay's questionable. Ivy's questionable. I got a whole lot of interest if those guys all sit. 
whole, whole lot of interest in Kevin Knox at 3,500. Uh, I've been on this bandwagon for the last week or so. And everyone's been like laughing at me. Uh, but you know what? He's been playing pretty decently. And he is a former high lottery pick. Uh, the Detroit Pistons have a terrible record. I think you mentioned it already, Lee. Uh, they have no incentive really to play like veterans over anybody. You know, they're going to play the young guys. They're going to play Kevin Knox 30 plus minutes and he's going to put up a lot of shots and hopefully he hits those for us. And that's all I'm hoping for here at 3,500. So I uh, got a lot of interest there. I've also got uh, Isaiah Livers on my list here at 3,200. He got 30 minutes last game. And so if those same guys miss with Bay and Ivy, if those guys miss again, he's going to get those 30 minutes again. If Boja misses too, maybe he gets 32, 33, 34. Uh, and he gets you know plenty of shots up. So both those guys are solidly on my list. Uh, but probably the you know the guy that everyone's going to lock in on Detroit. So I, I do have some interest, but I'm a little bit tempered because of I think he's going to have high ownership. Is Killian Hayes at 5600? I am not a Killian Hayes fan, so take that with a grain of salt. I am a Killian Hayes. I won't say hater, but uh, disbeliever. I don't think he's going to be very. He's a good distributor. He's good at getting the ball to people around him. But he's not necessarily good at getting his own shot. So at 5,600, I feel like that's a little bit too much salary to you know get into a guy that could possibly go 0 for 7 from the field and then just sit you know after 25 minutes or something like that. Yeah, it's too bad Bojan's on. I've been starting him almost every single night. Uh, big fan condition to just he's a good DFS play almost every night. He's very yeah. very high floor and occasionally a decent ceiling. Uh, but certainly with him out, you know, Cunningham out, Ivy and Sadiq Bay and Corey Joseph all missed a lot of times. Uh, Killian Hayes and Alec Burks have stepped up, and they're pretty good players if those guys continue to miss time. But, yeah, you mentioned Kevin Knox. He's risen from the dead, really, right? Yeah. <laughs> $3,500. He's scoring 20-plus fantasy points almost every night. Uh, I just worry, like, when the starters come back, he's going to go back to not playing a minute again. It's just, Oh, probably, yeah. Oh, yeah he just, but. He does enough the Fortnite jacket, and uh, and he's getting it all. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> one guy you didn't mention, also former hugely top prospect, Marvin Bagley. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, he went from being the most overpaid player on the team to at least being average now a few nights a, a year. And But one thing about Bagley is at 4,800, he, has he hasn't even scored 20 actual points in a game so far this year. So I know. You know, he's it's he's still got all that potential, and he's starting to show some of it. But yeah. if he can't even throw 20 points down a game with all those minutes he's playing, I don't have a lot of faith. He's got the athleticism. He's got talent. I mean, I can see it when he plays, but uh, he's also playing against Evan Mobley, who you mentioned. You know, Evan Mobley's a better real-life player than DFS player. Uh, but as you said, he's a good defensive player. So uh, I, I've got some tempered expectations for, for Marvin Bagley. He's not on my list, but if he's on yours, I don't blame you. I think it's a fine play. Uh, okay, Thrive Fantasy. If you guys aren't signed up with Thrive Fantasy, go sign up now and use the promo code ETHOS, $250 deposit match bonus up to that amount, and uh, go win some money. Uh, but I've got – Four plays here that I like from that uh, that cluster there, uh, uh, Lee. And uh, did you get a chance to look at some plays there? I've got four of my own. Okay, so we'll go back and forth. Let me start them. I've got Jalen Brown, and you probably we'll, we'll probably cross each other's off as we go. Jalen Brown over nine and a half rebounds and assists, eighty five points. You probably have that on your list too. Uh, this is just a free space. Go ahead and take it. Uh, Jalen Brown, no no Jason no uh, no. Jason Tatum in this game, and uh, they had Jason Tatum in their pool, so obviously they thought he was going to play. So this is a uh, deflated line. You should just go ahead and take that. Uh, you already probably had that, Lee, so I'll let you go ahead. <laughs> I don't have that one, but I have Gian oh, okay. <laughs> Giannis over 48.5 points, rebounds, and assists for 100 points. Again, I expect this to be the Luka and Giannis show. I expect them both to go for 50 actual points 
So that 48 and a half points, rebounds, and assists seems like a lock. I, you know, honest, Giannis has hit the over on that total in his last three games and should be able to dominate that smaller Mavs front court. I've got Kyle Kuzma under in that game, actually, 33 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. That's 95 points in that Thrive Fantasy uh, uh, tournament there. But yeah, I just think, you know, he's. Got had good games without Bradley Beal in the lineup, and even with Bradley Beal in the lineup, he's had some good games. But this Boston defense is really, really tough. I think they have the buys to throw at Kuzma that he's going to be nullified. We've seen it before. Whenever he's been asked to perform with uh, an actual good defense in front of him, he's just kind of not not had a good game. So I think that's going to happen here again, and that's why I'm taking the under on Kyle Kuzma. Yeah, I don't often go under, but I'm going under on Jalen Suggs if he plays. You know, he played the other night on a bad ankle and didn't even score. Literally scored zero points. Mm. So, you know, if he gets onto the court tonight, I expect he wouldn't play more than about 20 minutes, and he's playing against the best defense against point guards. So Jalen Suggs under 17.5 points in the first. Especially if Marco Fultz is going to get some minutes there, too. Um, I also like – I've got another under here for you. I've got Darius Garland under 7.5 assists, which is kind of crazy probably because I think the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to win this game handily. But I just think um, that defense is so – bad in Detroit that, you know, there's not really any reason for them to get assists. And uh, I think it's going to be another situation where he's out after the third quarter, doesn't get those fourth quarter minutes. So I'm going under seven and a half assists and that's a hundred points and in a blowout win for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. I've got Donovan Mitchell over 26 and a half actual points. You know, he's been, uh, he's going to be asked to do all the scoring. He can, if Jared Allen and all those other guys miss time, he's going to have to take up even more of the scoring uh, burden. Dropped 29 points in four of his last four of his last five games and eight of his last ten. So getting to this number seems pretty easy for him tonight. Yeah, I, I think he will score quite a few points. Uh, Tobias Harris over 26 and a half points, rebounds, and assists, 105 points. As I said, he just cooked this Orlando Magic team. I have no reason to think it's going to be any different. No Joel Embiid in this one. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take that over for his points, rebounds, and assists. And did you have one more for us, Lee? One more, John Morant, 20, over 27 and a half actual points. And so since Bain's been out, he's hit this over in three of, three of the five games. And the two that he didn't were kind of unusual games, blowouts. And and uh, and uh, one night he just went five for 20, which we'll never expect to see anytime soon. So <laughs> give him a normal night against the second worst defense, the point guards, and I expect him to hit the over. Yeah, it's a good matchup for him. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us, though. If you want to find me on Twitter, I am at at BSBP Keith and Lee. Where can people go follow you? On Twitter, at Lee from Fargo. Yes, go follow us both. And also, wherever you're listening, subscribe, leave us a review. We would really, really greatly appreciate you. We just did two slates for you, for the goodness sake, in under 45 minutes. So, uh, yeah, go give us, give us those reviews and let us know we're doing a good job because we really are. So uh, <laughs> maybe I'm a little biased. Anyways, you all have a good day. And uh, until next time, go get that money. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.